Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On this episode of the Nocho Podcast, we have the incredibly decorated and projected high draft pick Onyeka Okongwu. If you're not current on Onyeka's pedigree, we'll get you familiar before the SoCal Products NBA landing. Big O was a crucial part of the highly publicized Chino Hills High School team before a big-time freshman season at USC. Gil cooked up a new handle for him, and with his athleticism, motor, and versatility, Double O has a nice ring to it. For Gil, he wants Onyeka to push his limits and forget about whatever labels are on him right now. To make a splash, Onyeka has to examine how he can make his mark right away and force the game to change as a result. How will it happen? We can't wait to see. It's the No Chill Podcast. Remember, subscribe on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcasts to get every episode as soon as they drop. Also, be sure to subscribe to the No Chill channel on YouTube. And don't forget to check No Chill with Gilbert Arenas on Fubo every Monday, 8 o'clock Eastern. It's No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm Mike Botticello. He is Gilbert Arenas. Or No Chill, depending on how you want to. See, no Chogyo, Agent Zero, Bachi, we could be here for an I hour. Lot, I, do, I do have a lot of names. Um, but the guy that we have here today, we have a nickname where we're going work, to workshop it a little bit, but it's the big O, Onyeka Okangwu. Got that out. Welcome to <laughs> They call you the big O? Yeah. I got a better one. Del Below. Ooh, that's a good Part one. that one for? Del Below. See, now if you have seven, you the official Double O Seven, <laughs> boy. You the James Bond. You the black James Bond. <laughs> You might want to, <laughs> you the black James mom, double O seven. You just got to get, you just got to get the seven. That's it. You're good. One thing you should know about Gil, he's the, the nickname dictionary. So he can just craft something and come up for you. Like if you need that trademark it, yeah, you got trademark it. it. you good. Who made no chill for you? No chill? Yeah. That was just me. That was you? Yeah, I was just, I was just being reckless on uh, Instagram. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I have no chill. Right now. Just going to go with it. <laughs> That's right. Instagram gave you that yeah, one. That was, that was a new one. New life. So, Gil, Double O has been busy, a busy guy. So you were at Chino Hills High School, three-time champion, twice Mr. Basketball of California. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, since in one year at USC, uh, first team all Pac-12, uh, Pac-12 all freshmen. Your stat line real quick was 16 and 2, 8 and 6, uh, with 2.7 blocks a game. Then <laughs> declared for the draft. Yeah. As you should. That is work. That <laughs> is some As you work. should. Ain't no point of going back to college with those type of stats. So Damn, take us through that progression where really you have gone through from high school, starting as a freshman, four-year starter in high school, three state championships, you know, high-profile program with USC here in L.A., boom, right to the NBA. So basically my senior year in high school, I just wanted to – have my uh, skill set uh, progress, you know, I wanted to work on a- all aspects of my game. And during that summer from uh, after my senior year graduation to USC, I wanted to work, work on my body a lot, just college basketball. I'm banging bodies down there, down there with the big fellas. So I just wanted to work on my body a lot. But all that happens fast, where some guys might get stuck on one thing and they need to improve. But for you, it's been a fast track. Um, yeah, my coaches were really uh, helping me through the whole process. You know, Coach Anfield, just Jason Hart, you know, they're helping me through everything. Oh, yeah, Jay Hart there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I bust his ass. <laughs> 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 I bust his ass. Anyway. No, no Jay, Jay's my man. Jay's my man. Um, so you were there with the balls, like, from the beginning? Uh, yeah, I played with Lonzo Jello and Melo my uh, freshman year, and just Melo and Jello myself. Okay, who was the... Wasn't there another ball that was supposed to have been there that was supposed to have been all right? Uh, Dre, he's at Pepperdine right now. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I, I, it came in and went out, so I was just trying to figure it out. He's a cousin. Okay. Was he good? He's solid. Okay, okay. Was he, he was a jumper, right? He can, yeah, yeah, he has a bounce. Okay. Was college, I mean, was high, school, was high school easier for you being out that way? Um, honestly, I traveled a lot throughout my whole high school season. I went to play 
you know, Bam on the Miami Heat, played in my freshman year a couple times. Bam at a bio. Bam at a bio, yeah. You know, I played a lot of players throughout high school, so I really traveled a lot. Okay. But in like state tournaments and CIF, you know, it was solid. There was good, good competition. Okay, okay, okay. And Gil, I would say that's a different dynamic when you're in high school and you're facing the best players, not only in the state, but in the country. That's part of that fast track. It's going to prepare you for another level yeah, that you know, much was, quicker. You know, I've never, you know, I was watching because my dad was always watching you guys. And it was one of those things like I've never seen, like now you see it more where you got plenty NBA players on the same team, two, three, four on the same high school team. I mean, <laughs> Shit, you don't even got four NBA players on the NBA team, to be honest with <laughs> I don't know how some of those guys be making it to the NBA. I'm like, ah, you, you the teammate. All right, I'll, I'll look you off a couple times. But, you know, just the, the like, I'm pretty sure your, your high school team was more talented than your college team. I wouldn't say all that. <laughs> no, I, I had talented players on both high school and college. Listen, you don't go there no more. All right, you don't go to, you already declared, bro. You already declared, bro. Which had more talent? No, they both had talent. <laughs> okay, okay. There's NBA prospects on my high school teams and college team. Okay, okay. All right, all right. I'll, I'll let you slide on that one. Okay, because, I mean, you don't have no... I'm being you... honest, though. I'm being honest. Uh-huh. But you could say that the high school program plus AAU... Onto SC, it prepared you for that level where you get to a team with more talent on it, yeah, which is sure. going to be even more beneficial at the pro level. What are you going to work on? Like, what do you see? Like, what's your flaws right now that you got to clean up getting ready for the? Um, I say uh, decision making sometimes. I might make some silly passes, so I got to definitely be better at my IQ, make my smarter decisions, ball handling, a little bit of shooting, you know, probably all aspects of my game, but those are the main ones. Okay, which one are you going to focus on this summer? This summer, I say you only need one. You only need one. You only need one different one going into the NBA. Like I know, like when we're training and we have flaws, we think we need to try to hurry up and clean them all up. No, you just you just focus on one flaw. This year, next summer, the next flaw. I'd probably say my shooting then. You know, definitely work on my jumper more. Okay, okay. There you go. And that's something you always work on, to be honest. Just reps and refine that as your skills progress, but you can fall back on that. To be honest, I, let's let's be honest. I know you've seen NBA players, and what they came into the NBA six years later, they still can't do the same thing. You know, usually w when we get away with certain things and it's successful for us, it's hard to, you know, get us to you know upgrade you know our game, especially when you're in a you know systems. You're like, well, shit, I don't dribble or do all this, so I don't need to work on it. We just keep working on what I need to be working on. So, you know, each summer as an individual, because you can get traded, you can have this player coming, you can get a new coach, systems change. You know, so you want to always refine, you know, your, your, your skills. So this, this summer, you should be, you know, shooting five, 600 shots a day. Yeah. You know, just getting that feel, getting that touch. You know, you're already dunking. You're already catching lobs. You already got your, you know, your post-up move going to the middle. You know, I didn't see it at all. <laughs> <laughs> you scouted. You know, yeah. you know, so, you know, you already got those, you know, those things. So you, you just need to add one more thing and then throughout the, the year, work on something else. You know. And think back to where you were a year ago heading into college from high school. And there's a learning curve, right? And the goal here at the pro level, again, is another level, but you want to shrink that learning curve. So what are you doing to really accelerate the process? Um, just definitely uh, having more people, better people around me, helping me through this whole thing. You know, I'm heading to the NBA, which is a big step in my life. So I'm just making sure I have the right people around me guiding me through the whole process. Okay, so let's let's give them a little shine right now and shout those out. Who are those people? Uh, definitely my mom's. My mom's been there for me uh, since I was a little kid, helping me out through everything. Uh, my man Tope, Tope's my guy. He's been helping me through everything. <laughs> Magic Boys, you know, it's all my coaches throughout my years, you know, from me playing uh, AAU basketball when I was little up until now, my senior year of high school, Coach Enfield, you know, there's a lot of people I can thank. This can go on and on. So you have a list, but what are they actually doing for you? I mean, they're always checking in on me, making sure I'm straight, making sure I'm doing good. You know, those people in my life, I keep close to me, so I make sure I never burn bridges with them. Very You important. know, that's the, <clears throat> that's the, the biggest adjustment that you're going to have. Um, you know, when you're in the, in, 
AAU in college, it's it's you guys, it's all your friends. You know, when you get drafted, let's say you get drafted in Minnesota, it's you. It's you and that cell phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's you and the cell phone. You know, you're gonna get lonely. You're gonna, you know, and coaches riding your ass in training camp. You're gonna, you're gonna get down on yourself. I mean, it's just you're gonna be an adult for the first time. You know, it's 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 one of those things where it's you have the money and your rules. It ain't your mom's rules no more. It's your rules. It's the rules you make as an adult. So, you know, one of those things that you need to really think about is how you want to set your life up for going forward. Because you got to remember, the NBA is your life. Everything else comes second. You know, it's like I know some of us was like, you know, I can't wait to get the new this, 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 this. But at the end of the day, that all comes. Yeah. You know what I mean? All that comes, you know, when you just focused on the craft, them bags come and you don't even be paying attention to them anymore. You know, I know I'm, I'm pretty sure when James Harden signed that 242, it's like, eh, just, it's, it's just, there's just something extra. You know what I mean? You know, but because he perfects his craft and focuses on his craft, I mean, the, the nightlife, the nightlife is always going to be there. You know what I mean? So you don't need to get, there's always, oh, this is the party of the year. There's, there's always that. There's always girls. There's, all, there's, <laughs> there's always that. You know what I mean? So, you know, when you, when you get drafted, you know, training camp is the hardest. It's the hardest thing you're going to go through, but <laughs> it's not that hard. It's just hard because you're not used to it as an NBA player. So we're used to, like, okay, college basketball, you guys work harder than us as teams, by far, <laughs> by far, by far. You know, we'll practice some teams a week, maybe 45 minutes a week. You know, like Golden State, Lakers, Clippers, nobody practices. You know what I mean? You get, you, you know, prepare, do individual work and get ready for games. You know, so training camp is where you have that one month of putting all your sets in, getting in shape, doing two a day sometimes. And that's what's hard because it's like you're demanding so much energy from us in that short period of time. Like, oh, man, it's draining. But for you coming out of college, it's going to be easy. You know, like, this is the NBA. That's what you're gonna tell yourself. You're like, this is the NBA. This is this is what you guys are crying about. I'm like, yeah, this is hard. <laughs> this is hard. You know, so it's like when you get there, just focus. You know, everybody's gonna be pulling from you. You know, everybody's gonna want tickets. You know, so one thing I did was the game was so important, and you know, you're going against you know rivals, you know, stars, mega stars. On game day, I didn't I I didn't touch my phones. There's nothing I, I mean, there's nothing on this. There's nothing that someone can text me that was going to help me for the actual game. You know, so there was no point of actually looking at it. So I did all my tickets the night before. So, like, whoever the ticket lady was, like, yo, mom, here, make sure they're in the right places because I'm not looking at my phone on game day. I'm going to just prepare for the game, you know, because this right here can, this can mess you up sometimes. Like, I can tell you this, like, this will mess you up 10 games a year. If you got a girlfriend and she texts some dumb stuff and you sitting there arguing with it at halftime, that, that ain't, that ain't going to help you for the game. So, you know, you have to really, like, lock in and put yourself in the box, you know, from day one. Get yourself, like, get you a routine. As soon as you walk in there, mentally have a routine and stick with that routine. Because that's, that, that's the difference between an all-star and a superstar is the routine. Who stays in the routine the most? The other thing is the value of time management and maybe not having too much too soon. I remember Shane Battier was a guy I heard about. He didn't give himself an expensive car. I think it was like a Toyota First Camry. First of all, he was trash, though. Wait so a minute. Really wait a minute. Matter. First, but he went to Duke. He, I know he doesn't. I'm like sorry. Him, if you go to Duke, you're but there's tra- something you're to trash. learn from Battier. You're trash. Okay, I'm not talking out about as a basketball player. I'm talking about managing his life. And it was some kind of car to the extent of like a Toyota Camry. He looked like he drives a Toyota Camry. <laughs> but he said, I'm going to reward myself with a Cadillac or a Mercedes. Listen, on my you're going to have to come up with a better analogy. I do not like that Duke team. I know you don't like that. Okay, so you can't that's why use, I brought it. It use someone else. No, no, no. I wanted to push your button a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> because the point is there's other people to learn from. But <laughs> <laughs> like, don't buy a house. Don't buy a house. Like, don't, 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 
That was I should have listened to Jordan when Jordan said that. Jordan, when you know, when I was at Jordan camp, and I was like, man, just Jordan's just cheap. He's like, what do I need a house for? Like, I get a condo, have a condo first four years, and when I get the big, big money, then I buy a house. Yeah. You know, that's the same here. Like, you know, we always want to get that, you know, but right now you just get a condo closer to the gym or closer to the practice facility, and you just, you know, just like, you know, from your freshman year to your senior, you have a goal. So you got four years, three, shit, three and a half before they want to hurry up and try to sign you. You know, to that that extra deal, and you know, then that's once you sign that, then that's when you can go ahead and get the big purchase and reward yourself. So what I was also saying about with time management, the fact that you have a lot of time on your hands, that is that one of the main adjustments that it's not it's college where it's really structured for you. Yeah, you. <clears throat> so, like around January, like around January, depending on what team you go to. If you have an older coach, a player's coach, a player's coach, you're going to have way more time than you, you really want to. You know, our, our, our biggest, like, inside joke was <laughs> we just try to spend our day not to get in trouble. Because, you know, you wake up, you wake up, you have practice at, let's say, 10. If you do have practice that day, 10 to 10, you're out of that gym about 11.30. That's after rehab and shower. I don't see, you don't, we'll see you again the next day at nine o'clock if you get to the gym an hour early. So you got all that time just to, <laughs> just to do nothing. You know what I mean? So it's like one of those things where that's why if you look at, uh, was it they're doing Sports Center, Call of Duty? Yeah. There's a reason the motherfuckers is good. They got nothing <laughs> else to, they have nothing else to do but just sit on the video game all day. It's not like college where you, you have classes and, you know, you got to practice here. Like, no, you have practice, see you again. So if you don't have your own routine that you do that keeps you busy, trust me. You're going to be spending it with girls, clubs. And but that's why, like, we were like, man, he's at a club, Eric. That's his routine. He got nothing to do at night. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, most of us got into video games. So I remember when I was playing Halo, my whole house was wired for Halo competition. Like I, I had, like it was like I'll have like local kids and we'll be six, 16 people playing Halo. And I like I'll be five in the morning, even on game day. That was dang. Yeah, it was, it was just. And then you go to the you go to the hotel. Like I can tell you, there's gonna be plenty of times where you're gonna go to the wrong door. You're gonna be thinking about yesterday's key. You know, it just because, you know, you just, you wake up, go to sleep. It's, it's like the same boring routine. You're going to be sitting like, oh, this is, and I done watched all these movies in, in the hotel. They, you know, I done watched every single movie. So you just got to figure out how, like, find a, like, I used to find, like, a 24-hour fitness. And then go in there and get shots up as soon as we land. Because from you land at 5 o'clock, it's 5 o'clock until tomorrow. What are you going to do? You know, I done, I done, last trip, I done watched all these movies, you know? So from there, just trying to figure out how to just balance time and stay under the radar, stay without getting in trouble. And the point there is to get the work in first. Oh, most definitely. But that's, but that's why when, when you see, like, it, it makes no sense why, like, if a guy comes in with no jump shot and four or five years later, he still don't have a jumper. Like, you don't have nothing to do. Like, you, you can go in the gym, like, you can go in the gym, take 100 shots and still have a better jump shot than you did when you first got in here. But some players, they just like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, mm. so everybody, everybody's not dedicated, so, you know. Yeah. So, Gil, the difference for Onyeka this year is one of the craziest years. Double O. We haven't trademarked that yet. <laughs> okay, we'll use that. We, this is one of the craziest years for the draft. Like, they've moved back the draft and the combine. What, what kind of communications have you had with, with the process? Um, they're definitely uh, pushing back the lottery, uh, combine, uh, probably the draft, from what I've heard. And I'm just uh, trying to stay in my best shape. You know, I'm running around my neighborhood every single day, trying to work on my body, because I don't know when this draft is, so I've just got to be ready when it happens. So you can imagine, even team interviews, it's all going to be Zoom calls. Yeah, it's just a, and you know, it's, it's so untraditional, so it's like, you know, I, you know so many great players are going to get, you know, Swept under the rug, you know. Um, 
You know, this is the, you know, like if you're if you're a good player, great player, this is the time you want to be seen so you can show your individual skills. Like, you know, like Sean Marion out of college, you know, no one knew who he was. You know, second round pick. You know, he goes through the draft camp, boom, lottery. You know, they're gonna miss those. They're gonna they're gonna miss those type of kids. You know, so it's just one of those things is just make sure you're just ready. Yeah. You know, that's all you can really do. Just make sure this is where you can sneak. You know, everyone says top five shit. You can sneak the number one. <laughs> shit, I'm going to zoom in if you take your shirt off. Like, what's happening? How y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, you, you see these hands, right? Yeah, these, you know. Yeah, they, don't, they don't know. <laughs> just, you know, like, they ain't the smartest people in the world. I can tell you that for sure. This ain't. This, I don't know if these, he's supposed to tell you that right now. I'm just now. saying, these owners ain't Google. <laughs> All right, so you know, you you start throwing some highlights on there, you know, some workouts, and you number one pick. <laughs> you know, they go off of what they seen last, and they are billionaires, so yeah. remember that. But you said that staying ready, so you don't have to get ready. That that mindset. Have you conducted any Zoom interviews or any workouts for somebody that they just like at you virtually? Um, no, I haven't conducted any type of interviews or anything like that yet. I guess the the, the positive of that is you don't have to read the room; they're just right there, and you know, you don't have to. They can't see on only this much of the kids. It's so, it's so different. It's, it's so different. It's, it's, it's energy. Like, I like to see people's energy. Like, you know, like, you know, because, you know, as much as they're evaluating you, you need to be evaluating them. For sure. You know what I mean? It's, it, goes, it goes both ways, you know. They make it seem like, you know, because we're athletes, I'm giving you this shot, you know. No, it's the same thing. Like, yo, I'm... I'm an athlete too. I'm, a, I'm I'm an athlete, right? And I'm trying to turn your organization into a dynasty. Who are you? What kind of man are you? So when you, when you were doing your interviews, were you nervous at all? Yes. Um, you know, but I, you know, unlike USC, you know, bottom tier of you know back then. <laughs> he had to get 10, that in. You know, back then, you know, you know, as you, you know, as Arizona's, we was elite. So you know, we had, you know, we had training you know, training on, you know, interviews and stuff. But when you're going and talking to someone about investing in you, all you do is just be honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all you can ask for. Just, you know, be honest. You know, I'm my crazy ass was as honest as I could possibly be. You know what I mean? You know, it it backfired in the draft. It worked in negotiations. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> You know, so it's like it's just one of those things is where it's you're young, you're gonna be nervous. You know, your mindset today is not gonna be your mindset from four to five years. So if I'm an owner and I'm sitting here doing an interview with someone, I'm not really holding what you say word for word. You know, you know, I just want to know: Are you committed to playing basketball and winning? You know, so you know, as long as that's what your goal is, there ain't nothing to be nervous about. Good news is on a typical job interview, you have your resume and then the answers that you give on the question. You also have your play in the court. That, that speaks for itself, the game film and how they look at you physically. So if that helps your confidence. Yeah, for sure. Take that into consideration. Now, the other thing I want to talk about was the scenarios that can happen when you're drafted. So if you go to, let's say, a veteran team, Golden State should have a high draft pick this year versus going to, let's say, a Chicago. It's a younger team, so we can want to fit. They're guys that are your age versus playing with guys that have three rings. So it's how you fit in, you know, with both of those systems. So what advice do you have, Gil, for double O in either scenario? I mean, when I got drafted, it was, was it me, Troy, and Jason to a veteran team. If you go to the wrong veteran team, <laughs> you can take on their personality. Of you know, so it really don't matter. It doesn't matter what type of team you go to, veteran or young. It's who you are. You know what I mean? It's 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 what's inside. It's you know because you know me, Troy, and Jason, we went to a team that was falling apart, but we all trained very hard and we pushed each other. So you know, so we rose above that. You know, there's there's young teams where. Everyone's having fun. You know, my, my, uh, my last few years in Washington, it was all young. And I was, you know, I was partying. You know, I was hurt. Shit, I'm having fun. They followed that lead. 
Which was the bad part because, no, no, wait, I, I work out three times a day, though. <laughs> you know, look at that. Don't look at me having fun out, you know, at night. You know, that's, you know, so it's, it depends on what you're, you're valuing at that time. That's why I said it's like what you see, you're going you're gonna to see it every year. You, that's what I said. Whatever girls you think that's cute now, there's going to be cute ones next year, the following year, the following year, the following year. So you don't really have to sit there and, and, and do the young thing and just hunt. You know, yeah. I, I always tell people, follow your dream. The girls will follow you. The money will follow you. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's like you don't chase them. Let you chase the goal. Everybody chases you. No doubt. All right. So, what are some early goals? Some early goals for me, honestly, I just want to make an impact for whatever team I get drafted to. I just want to be able to play right away, make an impact, make a name for myself, no matter where I go. That's my main goal. That's a very good answer. I know that. Energy, that, yeah. that damn <laughs> politic. Ass answer, bro. This is not the virtual draft interview. I know that was a draft interview answer, bro. But I'm gonna be honest, like you said. That was a draft interview, and that meant like I'm trying to win rookie of the year. I'm trying to make the all star, the rookie all star game. Trying to win that one too. Trying to get that that year. I'm trying to get all that (laughs) freshman first team. Like, I got picked 31, and I already said in my interview. I'm starting at the middle of the season. I don't give a what y'all talking about. <laughs> Click. <laughs> I was so hot, I didn't know what else to say. I wasn't happy. Yeah, so I'm happy. I'm thinking I'm going to be, you know, top, top 15 pick. And, you know, I'm 31. And I'm like, yeah, so how do you feel? F- feel, I feel like I'm going to be starting by the middle of the season. I don't give a fuck what they talking about. Click. I think I fucked up. <laughs> you know? You know? Were you in a nut out, out of uh, Arizona or not? How many years were you at Arizona Two. for? Two? Yeah. I was the last one to leave. Like, after the season, I came here, came to L.A., you know, ragging kind of car I got, shit like that. You Did know? you uh, play with my high school coach, you know, Dennis Lattimore? No, no, wait. Dennis Lattimore came after me. He was, uh, yeah, he was part of my, like, my second year I was recruiting him. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, Dennis Lattimore, Channing Fry, all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. They came, yeah, so I left instead of playing with them. Speaking of your high school and, and high school teammates, have, what are the conversations that you guys have? Still keeping in touch and that knowing that you're going to the next step? Like guys like Melo and... Melo, yeah, me and Melo talk every single day. That's my boy. Uh, me and him, we just do our best just to stay out of trouble, stay quarantined, just making sure our bodies are right and our mental uh, state is right. But that has been, the NBA has been something that's on the horizon for you since high school and in that whole family, really. So what have you guys been talking about as far as, like, dreams or when we get there, we're going to do this, this, and this? No, me and him just always talk crazy to each other, man, talking about when I see you on that switch, not scoring type, you know, it's friendly, friendly, friendly trash talk, you know. I know he's going to be a star, you know, I'm just uh, trying to live up to my own expectations, too. Well, the beautiful thing there, too, is that you have this support system of you guys are all in this, you know, in the same boat from where you came from and where you're going to be. So you can use that to your advantage. For sure. You know the funny thing about, like, who's going to be a star? You never know. That's true. You never know. The reason you don't know is because someone's game in high school and college doesn't always translate to NBA. You know, because NBA is more one-on-one skill. You know, so one-on-one speed, you know, versus your man, because there's really no help. Players in your position, who has the advantage? You can go from a player that, oh, yeah, he's just good, to a megastar. Like, did you see, I, I seen a video of uh, Embiid in high school, and I was like, what the f- is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, who, who is that? Like, it, you know, it just, it didn't translate. His, his high school, college, and then he translated to the NBA. Now he's a star in the NBA. Same thing with Greek the Freak. Like, when you get there, you get to, you really get to make your own path. Like, I'm gonna be honest. Like, some kids are gifted that, you know, because of their names, they're this, they're, you, you know, you're gonna, but for the most part, everyone has a chance to, and it's just all work. Who's gonna put in the most work? That's what I'm saying. You have, you have so many hours to really get better. So everyone, you have so many hours to get better, but some players just, they just don't. They just don't. Like, I might even lie to you. Huh? What do you think that is? Comfort. Comfortable. Like, you're 
you know, it's you leave practice, you you know, you you did you know you you did your do. Now I'm just gonna go home, rest, watch TV, go go to the club, go eat. You're you know, just you, happy with the. You're status just happy quo. with the, the status quo. I mean, you go work out, but you know the people who who like when you take that extra jump, like you know, look at Greek the Freak. Like you take that extra jump, it's because you just you just said, you know what, I'm just gonna really work this year. I'm really gonna I'm really gonna focus. I'm gonna train two times a day. I'm gonna I'm gonna treat it like college. We're gonna we're gonna work out twice a day. We're gonna meal prep. We're gonna do this, and you know it's when you want to get better. It's it, when you want to get better. It's easy. You know what I mean. So being a star is all up to you. I mean, you can either be a star. You can be a role player. You can be you know second second person. It's all on you. How you wanna you know. And really, it's the challenges, right? You think of Kobe. It's you get one championship, get another. Now three peat. You get you get a championship, but I want to be MVP. It's just all these accolades that you had. So there's always a challenge. So really, you're never done, and you're always reasonable. Hey, you know, I remember because I remember I got, I got that from um, Chris Mullins. So I'm sitting in the gym, and he was like, uh, "What's your goal?" I was like. Uh, what do you mean? He's like, was your goal to make it to the NBA? I was like, yeah. So what's your goal now? You made it. You made it. So what's your goal now? And I had to sit there like, oh, shit, I'm not playing. So, I mean, my goal is to play. But that just sounds so stupid right now. You know, so I'm sitting there trying to figure out what to give and what was the right answer. And, you know, I'm on a two-year contract. You know, so I'm not guaranteed. I'm not playing. We're halfway in the season. So, shit, I got one and a half years, and I'm out this, you know, if we, you know, if we just keep progressing. So I said, my goal now is to stay in the NBA, you know? He's like, well, then you need to get to work. All right, okay. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, just that mindset of what, you know, I need to, you know, I need to do whatever it takes to just stay. You know, so then I became obsessed with, you know, getting better. Like, you know, sports is the only place you can be obsessed with something. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. being obsessed outside of sports is a bad thing. You know, being obsessed with getting better actually rewards you. You know, you know, if you look at Kobe when he first came in, his obsession was, I want to be better than Jordan. Just him chasing that guy made him him. You know what I mean? It's... You know, if he would have chased J.R. Ryder, I'm pretty sure he'd have been out of there. Wouldn't have been no fucking Mamba, you know, mentality. But the fact that he's chasing someone and he's he was obsessed with that, you know, that 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 uh, that goal that he didn't get there, in the sense of you know, that's Michael Jordan. You, but the fact that you're 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 right there, that was that that's it. That's, that's you didn't, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you had a 44-inch, 46-inch vertical and moved like Jordan, you, put, you probably could have surpassed him. But the fact that you was an average 38-inch vertical, wasn't fast, you know, um, didn't have big hands like MJ, the fact that you were normal two-guard in the NBA and you got that close to the God, that shows the work you put in. Speaking of motivation, I want to talk about the number you wear. And the importance of that. Tell us about the story and the reason why you wear. So when I was 13 years old, my older brother passed away. He was only 17, so I was really traumatized because of that. And I vowed, you know, I'm away 21. I rest of my life, you know, rest of high school, college, hopefully NBA. I'm away 21. You know, he's a very important piece of my life. You know, I am his legacy. I'm the second version of him. So I just play basketball for him, and I just do everything I can for him. That's a really great story. So I think if you, every time you play, every time you look down, you see that number on, you know that he's with you. And then that's even more reason to, to be driven. For sure. Ooh, down below seven. <laughs> that's where the seven comes from. You were 17, right? He was 17, yeah. 21 divided by three, seven? Ah, yeah, so you can try to, you can try to figure out, you know, you, all right, Gil, I, I want to play some game recognizes game here. So you watch some film. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on who Double uh, O should emulate? Hey, listen, I'm, let's be honest. He tried to compare you to Capella. Play Capella? Yeah. It's not bad. 
Dude, that's trash. I I saw some similarities. No, that's a trash ass comparison. He can't do nothing but catch lobs, bro. Great hands finishes around. That's all the he do is he can he can't do nothing else. You do not want to be <laughs> that's compared. That's not your whole game, but that But you don't want to be compared to that. No. 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 Cuz I'm watching like Capella. Was it be Capella? What did I say? I was like, no, man, the man posts up, man. He can shoot the jumper. He can pass. He, hell no. Nah, okay. No, that's what he tried to, he tried to throw you under the capella. So who do you think? Right now, I mean, you're going to have to go like old school, four or five. You're more athletic than the KG was. He's pretty You're not athletic. as fast as Anthony Davis. Well, you got the same. You play more back to the basket than he does. I throw to Anthony Davis. You're more on Anthony Davis than Capella. I'll take that. You're, you're closer I didn't to just say Capella. You're closer to there's, like because if I'm going off of what he tried to say, room. I'm like, no, come on, man. Because Capella don't play back to back. He can't post save his life. He'll throw that bitch in the stands <laughs> if, you, if you gave him the ball down there. You know, I'm, I that's why I, I said. I say back got to the, the basket. I said around the rim. Huh? I said around the rim, not back. No, to I mean because he's because he see you catching lobs, so you know. Typical white person trying to all put us in, <laughs> try to put us in the box. You know, he didn't try to put us in the box. Nah, my man had more moves to that man. I seen him in the post up. You good, bro? Appreciate it. <laughs> that's like Anthony Davis. You know, he he only shot the you know 15 footer um, when he first came in, so yeah. probably stronger, probably jump higher. He's longer, yeah, but you probably jump higher. And these guys, you can take pieces of their game. That's maybe all I'm getting at. But these are guys that you can study. Who else are you studying? Uh, you know, I've been told Amari Stoudemire. That's a good one. A couple of times I've heard Bam a lot. You know, Bam is the one I get the most. Montrez Harrell. I can't really dribble like him, but just, you know, he's undersized. That motor. He has a motor, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to be a star, are you? I want to be a star. That's my goal. Okay, then you say the names of Anthony Davis. When they ask you, Anthony Davis, then you just name all superstars. All right. Amari's a superstar. Yeah, Amari. He'd be like, Amari. Beast. I feel like, you know, if you want to throw, you know, I got a little bit of Embiid in me. You know, you just, you, you do that. You, you mentally do that to yourself. So when you tell them, yeah, I got Embiid in me, got a little shack when I dunk, so <laughs> a little bit of shack, you know, just a little thinner shack. And you just, you just keep on that, you know, that, that, that roster of greatness. So when, when you throw it in people's minds, they know where you mentally at. Because I remember when Jordan said, you know, that I was, um, <laughs> When, when he said, I reminded him of one of his teammates, and he, he's, don't laugh, because that shit was not funny. <laughs> you thought Shane Battier was bad, wait uh, for this one. And he said that was Randy. Brown. Randy. Randy. Just, just the name <laughs> Randy just didn't, he said, yo, you remind me of a player, Randy Brown. Like, <laughs> Ryan, I just scored 40. <laughs> he, can't, he can't score four. I don't, that's a, I, I, he's a defensive player. Y'all put him in at the end of the game. Like, oh, you, he's telling me I'm not an NBA player. You know, like, like I, I was in, I was in my, I was in at the camp, like sulking. Like I didn't want to talk to the kids no more. Like it was one of those things where, like, it really hurt me. Like Randy Brown. Like Rand, like. Not Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Randy, they don't even play like that. They don't even get in the games. Like, you know what? I'm not passing that motherfucker no more. <laughs> and then the next day we play the game. I ain't passing the MJ, motherfucker. I hope Randy Brown don't pass. <laughs> Randy Brown. Like, that's you know how bad that is. Like, that's almost as bad as motherfucker said the Capella. <laughs> He's basically saying he she, wasn't hurt by that. He just said you only good for it. when someone else throw you the ball. You ain't good by yourself. Double doubles was <laughs> I getting at. All right, you know what time it is, Gil? Time for Ask Agent Zero. You got something ready? I do have a okay, couple questions. Actually, who was the hardest person for you to guard in the NBA? The hardest person for me, to, Allen Iverson. Allen, because see, Allen was he was he was quick. He only weighed about 160 at best, so he was little. So all that weight room and the strength conditioning we did did not work on him. Because as soon as you hit him, 
and he's moving, he's flying. So you're automatically catching that, that foul. But the, what, made, what made Allen hard to guard was, you know that, you know you had that one white boy on every team that just goes ball, has no talent, goes balls out all day. He's like, he gonna run through the scoreboard. He gonna be breathing and sweating on you and all that. That, that one, like you the star and coach puts him on you to try to shit. That was his mentality, but was a star. So he just, you know, he gonna dive in the stand. Like he just never stopped. You know, he was like, he was trying to score 60 every game. So, you know, when you got a mentality like that, who's just gonna be boom, boom, boom. And you just, you had to go to sleep early. Like, man, I don't, I really don't want to guard this dude all goddamn game. You know, because he just wasn't, he had the ultra, ultra, ultra green. You know, and you got a player that has no, he has no, there's no 10 bad shots, sub his ass out. No, those 10 bad shots going to come with 10 mowing. You know what I mean? So he was the hardest and Steve Nash. Steve Nash? Because Steve Nash did a thousand pick and rolls. So if you was a player like me that didn't like getting hit on pick and rolls, you know, knees, those hurt. <laughs> those, those hurt. So, you know, you got the big man that's doing all that. that nah, man. Amar, Amari's knees. Yeah, Amari's, you know, going with the little elbow. So, you, you know, you got all these guys just head hunting, you know, guards, and he's just pop one, pop two. So, you know, by halftime, you done ran across the pick and roll 50 some times. So I had to start wearing elbow, uh, I had to start wearing, you know, rib pads, back pads, uh, thigh pads. <laughs> like we started really like, like we was like football players out there. Like if you see, if you had Dwayne Wade take off his uh, uniform, he was a football player. That man had elbow, elbow. <laughs> like he had chest pad, he had side pad, lower spine pad, butt pad, hamstring. Like it was, it was ridiculous. It was killing us out there. It's a contact sport. So who's your goat? Your goat. From my era? It's all time. Oh, all time. All time. All time. Well, go, go. Greatest of all time. But he said my goat, so that's different. Still that's, of that all could time. be my era. Of all time. Of all time. Uh, MJ. Over LeBron and Kobe, you think? Come on, goes LeBron. They're all three. So when people ask me who's the greatest, I always do this. I say, all right, so since they're all different, it's like a quarterback and a receiver or a running back. Kobe and Jordan are in the same category of assassin scores. Yeah. So Jordan won, Kobe two. And then LeBron is more of a Magic Johnson type. So he's Magic where he was trying to get everybody involved, but he had Jordan ability because he can jump. So, but he's still on his own category. So I go, all right, so he's the... 10.0 on Magic Johnson, so he's won um, Magic Johnson's two in that category. You know, it's hard to compare a receiver and a quarterback. It, you know, it's really hard. You know, who is the greatest? It's really because they're two different. One was a killer. One is a team player. You know, so the, the, what we're looking at, Jordan taking big shots. And, you know, you look at LeBron who makes big plays. You know, he's not going to take – unless he thinks he's going to – he can make it and that's the best shot. He will shoot it. Other than that, he's going to find the person who can make that shot. He gets a knock for that because we've already seen what, what MJ brung. Okay. So, you know, so I, don't, I, I try not to put them in the same category. So I go 1-1, one, one, Kobe 2, Magic Johnson 2. All right, let me ask it in a different way then. Let's say you're uh, having an open run pickup game. You have to pick up one of those three players. Who are you picking up first? Open run pickup game? And I'm trying to win? Yes. I'm going with Jordan. I'm going with Jim J. I'm going with MJ. I need, you know, MJ's going to will us. Now, if I had to start a team, I'm going to go with LeBron. LeBron? Because, you know, the reason you go with LeBron is because MJ is a shooting guard. LeBron is a one, three, four, you know, so you can, you can, you can grab a whole bunch of other players and just mismatch them around. And, you know, he will try to find and make them better. Jordan is just going to, if he's the alpha, he's just going to be the alpha. You know, so if you took Jordan and put him on that last Cleveland team with LeBron, they're not going to the finals. Jordan would average 55, you know, because he would have just gave up on them and just did everything he did. You know, LeBron got that team to the finals and just LeBron off the team. I think it was last place in the East. 
Yeah. Yeah. So if I had to pick a, if I wanted to start a team, I'm going to go with LeBron because he, he covers up a lot of holes. Yeah. So out of everybody in the NBA, who have you uh, grown the closest bond with off the court? That wasn't on my team. Probably Dwayne Wade, uh, Chris Paul, LeBron. Those are the three. Three? Yeah. Okay. Like uh, I trained. You know, like like right now, you guys would be training to get ready for the draft. So we would if there wasn't any, any uh, coronavirus. We would. Right before um, Chris Paul got drafted, um, he needed to train, and he needed a training partner. And you know, this is when we're not training. You know, but I was still like in 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 conditioning shape. So, you know, um, he was in D.C. and we we went for a week. You know, just. Balls, balls. I was. Just, I just had to let him know, motherfucker. This, this. <coughs> I'm gonna have to see if you're a top five pick. I'm gonna have to see you as a starter. So let me go ahead and let you fucking know what's about to happen now. You know what I mean? He knows one of them, and I, I loved his personality because he just never wanted to give up. Like he just never wanted. Like there was no if the practice. If we if we was playing three games and he didn't win that game, there's gonna be a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth until he. Finally got satisfied. And then it's, I'm going to see you tomorrow, too. You know, so, you know, we, 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 we got, uh, we had a great bond. Like, if you, if you hear any of his interviews at camp and they say, who was the hardest person to guard? He's always going to say me. I let him, ha I let that happen. I ain't even going to lie. Because, <laughs> you know, when, when, when someone says, yo, hey, he's going to be a top five guard, you start doing the calculate. Wait a minute. Oh, so he's going to be coming for me. That's another that's going to try to hurt me from making an all-star game. Hell no. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, I just, I, just, I just went at him. And then me and Dwayne, uh, it started off as a, a rivalry. Rivalry? Well, it wasn't a rivalry. It was just me being stupid. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like, yeah, how you going? Like, we were getting ready to play Miami. And it was like, how you going to stop Dwayne Wade? And I said... And he can't even shoot. So we're going to just, we, I mean, he can't shoot. So I said he can't shoot. So he going to stop himself. <clears throat> he had 40. <laughs> he had 40. He had 40 against us. He, like, he, he, lucky for me, I didn't have to guard him. Larry Hughes is like, yo, look, next time you're going to open your mouth, make sure it's the guy that you have to guard and not everybody else. <laughs> I was like, duly noted. I'll take <laughs> Okay, but you know, I ain't really got to guard nobody because you the best defensive player, so you're gonna have to guard any all the good people anyway. You know, then you know, once we made the Olympic team, I was like, man, look, my bad about the thing. I was just being doing what I do. Yeah. It's like no offense, you know, it was good for me because I got the average about 38 against y'all. <laughs> like, yeah. So were you a big trash talker? Like in games, would you talk a lot of trash? Like KG type. No, 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 no. <laughs> KG only talked to himself for the most part. Like, he was a self-talker first, and then once he got himself hyped up, then he'll start talking trash to everyone else. But usually KG's conversations is to himself. You know, with me, it was, I was quiet. And then when I got um, snubbed from the All-Star game, it, was, it would have been my second year. I'm averaging 29 a game. So I'm fourth in scoring. So it's Kobe, Allen Iverson, LeBron, me, and then I think it went Dwayne Wade, Melo, right? So all so our team was fourth in the conference. They went one, two, three, skipped four, five, six. I mean five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And I'm sitting here like, wait, how the fuck? Wait, like. <laughs> That ain't the all-star This is lying. That's not the all-star game. Because this is when, like, Detroit Pistons, and they were, like, pushing that, oh, team winning. So, you know, they had Chauncey Billups, and um, they were trying to put the whole goddamn team in there. So they had Chauncey and Rip. And then, and then they went Paul Pierce, who team was 13th. And then Bosh, who team was last. So how do these two make it to the all-star game, and I'm fourth? How do you guys... And they're like, oh, why by position and this and this and this. So what ended up happening is Jermaine O'Neal got hurt. So I was the replacement. So that's when, you know, I'm doing the interview. And I was like, I'm the East Coast assassin, man. Every coach that didn't vote for me, I'm busting their ass when this All-Star <laughs> game over. I sweat full Lord when this All-Star <laughs> game. I don't even care what we're doing here. When this is over with, 
I'm torching everybody, right? So when I started, after All-Star break, that's where the hibachi came from. Man. And I just started talking, Wayne drop, I can't feel my face. It was just, <laughs> I was just on. That was just on a next level. And then what ended up happening is, I didn't make the all, you know, so I'm not top 24 in their mind. Then I'm second team all NBA. Because my words made them see it. You know what I mean? Like my words made them see who I was. And that's one thing you're going to have to try to figure out too. Like, like, so somebody like Dame, right? Dame's doing what Dame does and then he gets snubbed half the time. Yeah. Right? You know, the, you know, like you're, you're still, you're, you're a brand. You got to sell yourself too. You know what I mean? So you got to sell yourself as a brand also. So sometimes, you know, like that's what makes him be funny. Like sometimes he just, yeah, I'm the best in the NBA. All defense, all, like he don't play no defense. And I think he made a defensive team. Like he does not play no D. Like he doesn't play, but because he says he plays D and he wants to be the best defensive player, people look at, look at it. You know what I mean? It's like you sometimes, you know, depending on what city you are, you, I need eyes here too. Or they'll snub, they'll snub you for real. You know? So I wasn't always, I just, found a way to be one and it, it helped. Everyone's their own individual. So that's the, the thing to take away from Gil here. <laughs> I, I hope you took a lot of things away from today. You got a nickname out of it. We got some comparisons, just comparisons. Mine is better than yours. Sure, you can have it. <laughs> Add others, Always but he just focused the on the, the, one, the one thing. He's a very efficient player. <laughs> uh, and we, you took us through what things are, are like right now in this different year for, for the Combine and for evaluating talent. So appreciate that. We can't wait to see number 21 do his thing. Oh, what's your ideal team? Let's go and throw that in the atmosphere. Honestly, I don't really have an idea. Today. See, that's a good answer. Go. That's that was a, a good answer. ass answer. That was a good. I had to test him there. That was a good ass answer. That was a good ass. Hey, that was a good answer. Cause here we go. We could have easily asked that, but then that would have put you on. Yeah, on the spot. that was a good answer. There we go. We're gonna leave with that one. That was a good one. <laughs> hey, I'm just prepping you, trying to figure. Hey, I was trying to see if you was ready. There you go. Clean cut answers. Yeah, thanks for coming on. For sure, man. Appreciate y'all. Double. Double O. <laughs> double O. Double O. He gonna think about it too. <laughs> that double O do look better than the big O. The big O, like, big O comes with a lot of pressure. That comes with triple doubles. <laughs> that double O, that don't nobody. You just wanna that. be, you wanna be original. You are an original. He's an original. He's Gilbert Arenas. I'm Mike Botticello. No chill with Gilbert Arenas. We'll see you next time. Wait, your name Italian? Mm-hmm. You just you just figured that out. I know all of us white guys look alike. To be honest, <laughs> also no, no team has a white guy that runs through. But the I'm not gonna lie. Anymore. Usually when you say your name, I'm not paying attention because mm -hmm. I'm just waiting I, for I you know. to say mine. Yeah, know. You know, like he's Italian. Okay. <laughs>